in its entirety. All participants of this Thug Crowd Radio episode are characters. None of the stories told during these episodes are based on facts, truth, or reality. All works of fiction displayed during this episode that resemble real-life situations are coincidental and are not meant to serve as guides or tutorials to commit any crimes in any country. Please consult an attorney for local laws and regulations. And as always, trust your inner criminal. Cause I want your number, I ain't ready Fuckin' with you heavy, you can call me Benny Sweet like Ben and Jerry's I'm the opposite of many and I'm ordinary Do you like a wild ride? I'll show you plenty Cooler than the other side of motherfuckin' pillows Used to call me weirdo to deny my limit suit and tie My vision stupid, I believe them to alive My spirit now aligned with mission into life Oh, wakin' to thinking like a peasant Like I wound to feathers, investing myself with effort Everything you see authentic, I will never hyper Potential gentle, but my brain awakened. Success is myself untethered. Follow trends, I'll never ever. Cause I want your number, I ain't ready. Fucking with your hair, you call me Benny. What's up, everybody? Hello. Hey. What up? We're back. Not much. Nothing interesting happened over last week that I know of. No. No, nothing, nothing notable at all. really. So at all. I don't know. Oh, I gotta you guys think of anything to uh do you guys do anything interesting over the weekend at least? A couple people uh met up somewhere, I think. Oh yeah? Didn't do anything remarkable, I don't think, but I heard there was a, a little get together, you know, somewhere in Nevada recently. Oh, uh, really? That sounds pretty boring though. I said that's weird. It's hot. That's and stuff. That's weird. Yeah. Storm in Area 51. Oh, yeah. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that was uh, on the agenda. That would have been fun. Uh, I'm Demon for subscribing to us. Thank you. Hello. Uh, so, an interesting. What's up? Uh, something I noticed on, uh, on, on Twitter um, our guest from uh, last stream. Uh, did some some backyard uh, biohacking implants as well, where they got some uh, like thumb drives or something, or like some wireless drives. I'm not sure installed in their like upper thighs. Oh yeah, like, four years out of uh, sorry, four years, four hours out of like fucking Las Vegas somewhere, like some back alley shit. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. It's commitment. The upper thighs, that's a dicey game. Ah, well, yeah. I mean, he's a doctor of math. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of, uh, you know, the doctor from The Simpsons, Dr. Yeah. Nick. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Nick. He was uh, one of our hosts, I think, uh, last week or the week before. But yeah, Dr. Nick does good work. He's... Uh, I'll hook you up with microchips or anything, really, right? Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. So the, I mean, I don't know. I guess I would, I'd kind of call this the, the DefCon recap show, right? At least for a little yeah. bit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So out of all the people that are, uh, that are on the, um, the stream right now, which. 
the audience can't actually see quite at the moment. I'm going to type it up for you guys. But in the meantime, uh, who's who actually did go? Uh, I went. Buses can fly. Uh, I went. And I'm dead because of it. <laughs> <laughs> How, did you stay for Black Hat and Defcon stuff, or just? Uh... Uh, uh, no, I didn't do the Black Hat stuff. I just did the Defcon stuff, and then a day or two after, uh, hung around. Uh huh. I also went. Okay. So yeah, hell yeah, a decent amount of you went then. Nice. Oh yeah, there's a couple couple of folks that aren't here right now that are yeah. fairly around that are on. So. Plus, there's this whole bunch of what's what's the name? A uh, whole bunch of people wearing name tags of this this one name. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Like eighty or so of a. Uh, the name like Sam. Yeah. Well, what, Sam. Yeah, that that not. I can't that. remember what it was, but the name was not. It's like non Dan or no no Dan's allowed something like that. I mean, the name definitely was not Dan, but right. I don't it was not. It was. Oh, it was not Dan. Oh, well, so... No, it wasn't not Dan. Right. It wasn't Dan. It wasn't Dan, yeah. Are we sure it was... It was on second? Did the, is, it, is it just a really popular name for alts this year? It kind of seems like I mean, it. There was like 80 of them. I mean, we basically built an in-person botnet, right? Yeah. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> I mean... I really, I, I put it all into Multigo, actually, and I crafted it out. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the result is it's not Dan. I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it spread pretty quickly, whatever it was. I think yeah. we, should, we should have uh, a few of those not Dan's on the show, but maybe even the one of the first ones. And uh, I'm positive if that not Dan was here, you would probably... Uh, Say that he was extremely, extremely humbled, and uh, and thinks that this is a pretty, pretty awesome community. If yeah, if, he if was they here. were here, we would yeah. probably say it's well deserved. But I guess he's not. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. Something that Ben Wilson said. Um, yo, so hey, I'm back. I haven't been back in a bit. Um, this is new. What's up, you? You, not Dan. Not <laughs> yeah. uh, so many different misdirections. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah. So sorry, everybody. Too. I've uh, I've we've trying to get a bunch of stuff together for the stream. Um, we had some technical difficulties, as you know, the last time we were on because of uh, our box getting shut down um, just randomly with no mercy um, by our so stream. Like Twenty computer. cents. Like twenty yeah, cents, was oh very, yeah, a very right. small monetary dispute. dispute. Uh, but I was kind of MIA for a little bit, so I didn't even get any notifications or anything. I wasn't checking anything, unfortunately. Um, so I'm gonna hope to try to get most things back up that were kind of um, left, I guess, to to die, <laughs> and everybody had to scramble to to pick up my slack. Well, um, you know what, dude? That, we, uh, um, we appreciate everything you do for the show, and I think if anything, it gave us uh some insight into just how much you contribute and thank you for that and hell yeah welcome back <laughs> thanks yeah no i'm hoping to get back i'm still doing the ascii art for the, the notes but i mean most of the things though um i don't know i had to do a, a well well-deserved break for a while to get myself into a better space uh <laughs> and i feel like a lot better i'm still trying to um 
not be so insane, but you know, it happens. You um, missed the DEFCON. That's yeah, I was really bummed that I didn't get to go see everybody there because that was a lot of fun meeting up last year and we were yeah. stream because I, I would have ran the stream. I did it off my phone last year and I was gonna do it again this year, but we um, I wasn't there available, so we weren't able to do did that. you just say you I, did, I did it off your phone last year? How to do it either because everything I do is again hacking hackers make hacky shitty things <laughs> exactly what everything that i've made is so yeah it's hard to pass off to people sometimes but we're working on it working on making them you know very nice easy to deploy uh you know cd pipeline for our our stream here so we can run it anytime anywhere. yeah the main problem with um documentation is documentation is not hacking so <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Did, uh, just to back up for a quick second, did you say that you ran the show off of your phone last year? Yeah, <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't get uh, internet working because I think someone's router got owned. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, what happened was the, uh, the, there was a, a router that was uh, connecting to the, to the hotel wireless. And we were like, why isn't this router connecting? And it turns out like the whole of the hotel like wireless was down at that time. Like oh, the, sure. and that oh. was down, everything was down. Some fucking and it was fool like, bought, a, bought a pineapple. Right. <laughs> like right now, do you have to do this like right now? Like own the <laughs> hotel like exactly at this minute? The amount of DOT that was happening all yeah. the time. Yeah. If you look at the stream from last year, the, the live from DEF CON, you see that it's it's OBS not connected to the internet and my phone recording OBS off of the laptop. <laughs> and I just I type everyone's name into a little box there so you can see it. And it, so it's just like this like reflective screen. And then you can just see the logo and then it says all our names. And it says also a bunch of Australians. Also, uh, <laughs> Correct. I believe your phone was held up by a stack of uh, Thug Crowd 2.4 gigahertz uh, business card sized. Oh yeah, uh, my my phone after shortly after overheated and didn't turn on for a while either, which is cool. Um, but yeah, so awesome. those are kind of things though that we would definitely bring out uh, again. I'm hoping to come. I'm definitely going to come next year. Um, this year, but um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear everyone's stories um, later on in the day or later on in the evening for recapping on what happened because it seemed like a lot happened we have if you seen haven't seen the notes i'll post them again there's quite a lot of news and and cool stuff that we i could not fit every single thing into here and thanks buses for posting that i couldn't fit every single story into this thing because there was just too much um there's a lot of a, there's a lot of backlog here a lot of safari backlog um just so many but different things so it's just even stories like uh a lot of the slides were just coming out as the notes were coming together. So it was like, yeah. oh shit, this talk, that talk, this talk, and like checking them for quality because uh, I'm sure everybody noticed that uh, the quantum future multidimensional um, AI encryption uh, did come out. And so we did want to quality check what we were sharing. Yes, um, time cube. Yeah. Cryptography that bends time and space. With its hey, brain. Ooh. Um, that sounds fun. So yeah, no, I'm excited to to read up on all this stuff. I, I kind of was like taking a bit of a break from reading stuff because I get too into it. Um, but I'm excited to read a lot of the of the the stuff and see all the talks come out. Trying to watch some of it on um, 
what they were streaming, but it was like, yeah, I was trying to just chill and not get like sucked into some horrifically deep rabbit hole <laughs> that I didn't expect, which is well, half the reason why I'm glad I didn't go to DEF CON is because I know that I would have I would have somehow signed up myself up for a bajillion other projects. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happens. It's the it's the overcommitment uh, uh, syndrome, right? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm wearing like a Velcro suit when I go there. Just <laughs> did you uh, did you want to mention some of your contributions that did make it to DefCon to the Diana Initiative? Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, shout, shout out to everybody who who did Diana Initiative stuff. They're awesome um, conference that happens at the same time as DefCon, and they have um, they have a really cool CTF that they have for people. And I had written a bunch of the binary reverse engineering challenges for uh, for them, and so I actually didn't hear about anybody's like, or I haven't seen anybody's like write ups or anything. I know that they take a while to come out, but if anybody did any of the binary challenges for them, um, I made them. So you can hit me up at netspooky on Twitter. Um, but yeah, no, that stuff's cool. I mean, I was able to do like stuff that I don't normally do for our chat challenges because they're too hard. And so I got to do like the really difficult stuff that like make people want to explode when they, when they look at it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, was, it was cool. I did, I did some really weird stuff. So um, I'm hoping to, to see what people do. I'm not going to reveal too much about it. If, I want, if someone does a write-up, I will definitely retweet it. But if, um, if not, I can save a lot of those tricks for future challenges. Because um, there is some stuff that like, I, I wanted to do something that like wasn't, like uh like a lot of stuff is like kind of just copied or adapted from older ctfs and so i kind of tried to just not think about any other ctf I've ever seen and just do like the weirdest shit i could possibly do and i had a couple of things that were in development for possible challenges for it that i didn't finish because they were just like they were so nuts but i'm gonna hope to uh try to contribute some for maybe next year or try to do um badge challenge like i did for last defcon um so Oh yeah. Awesome. <laughs> also, if anybody is super interested in making puzzles, we have a puzzle league in our riot chat. So if you are somebody who can make really cool Hell and, yeah. and non-annoying CTF puzzles, like stuff <laughs> like the limits, I think, um, then definitely hit us up on Twitter because we can get you into our puzzle league where we start to uh, develop new interesting challenges for people to solve for various purposes. Yeah, that's good stuff. I gotta, I gotta check it out. Uh, once enough times passed, and we're able to, able to do the write-ups and the the detail of it. Cause honestly, a lot of our our thug crowd, uh, CTF style things or challenges are pretty hard. Um, especially yeah, I gotta the say, related they problems. definitely are. Um, and I think that we have to take a different approach too. Um, it may, some of you may have seen that our uh, challenges. Our latest challenge, the the two Spock, two Pac one, um, was leaked, and people were joining with a leaked um, guide on Facebook. So By the way, out, uh, uh, fuck you to fuck whoever. It's did a good that. thing we have no measures at all in place to see if there's duplicate challenges or people. Yeah, right. And to figure there's out. no, we we don't check that at all. <laughs> I mean, so you. Definitely, we, we, we embed a lot of funny things into our stuff that most people might not be able to see. Um, but I think that just for the sake of fun, um, because I know that people are going to try to collaborate, but we really want people to work on shit like on their own 
at the very least be able to if if you if you did work with somebody and you solved the problem together, that's fine. But if you work with somebody and you just copy their work, uh, that's not fine because that means that you just copy what someone else did. That's the same as copy and pasting from Stack Overflow, which uh, is kind of lame. It can be helpful in a pinch, well, but not if you're trying to prove that you're uh, learning something. What it does yeah. is it, it literally gives access to the exact type of people that we're kind of trying to keep out, which is yep. the put no effort into anything. Please just give me this, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's some bullshit. Just fucking put some effort into it. And if you truly are working through it, can't get past something, you can maybe hit up Thug Crowd on Twitter or wherever. And uh, and maybe there might even be some uh, some hints that can be given. Or you can also try harder. Or you can just <laughs> fucking try, try harder. Hard. <laughs> uh, like, if you are going to paste uh, anything from our challenges to anyone else, um, we're going to respect it carefully yeah. first. That's all I'll say. Oh, yeah. Oh, because, I mean, we've had, I mean, people who have done our challenges, you realize that your IP and information about your computer and other metadata about you is a part of the challenge itself. You may or may not realize this, but that's how they're designed. Um, so you really, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you know who does everything. Shout um, out to the Arkansas public school system who... Bling. Uh... <laughs> 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 So yeah, um, but yeah, so I think yeah, definitely we'll do some challenges. They might be hidden in other places. So people who are avid listeners, who follow us on Twitter and stuff, if you want to get in on our stuff. Just keep listening to what we do, what we say, and you'll be directed to some cool stuff that we'll be able to get you into our chats. Not saying that our chats are anything special. They just want to make it something that we don't just have people that just uh, flashcard each other on assembly and talk about their ransomware campaigns openly. And, and dare the feds to get them. <laughs> so, <laughs> <want that>. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, with that being said, um, let's uh, get to the news. So we yeah, can get. So, yeah, um, the first one here is pretty cool. Uh, teen researcher was suspended for exposing vulns in his school software. So, this is uh, if anybody here has been to school, uh, especially in America, where you have these horrific, outdated. Um, platforms for pretty much everything that they expect you to do all of your work in. Um, you know that they're largely Flash or ASP-based, uh, running like IS7, and just still. I mean, I, I graduated from high school a while ago, and people are using the same shit that I was using back then. Um, but somebody found some, um, or this person had found some vulnerabilities in their school software, and they basically just sent out push notifications to everybody in the school um about it saying that they basically it was like you know hacked by a roblox gang message um and so he had found you know sql injections process scripting which is basically like every vulnerability that you can find in a web application and um they wouldn't listen to him the school told him that they wouldn't the company wouldn't talk to him and then he just uh sent out a notification and got suspended for it um so That's, i hope uh... that Pretty uh, I think this is kind of a reminder to check on how what you're doing with things. Like, there's a way to be cool about things and a way to kind of burn yourself really quickly. 
Yeah, I, I got a little anecdotal story. Uh, when I was in uh, community college, which I failed, um, on like the second or third day, one of the dudes that was like uh, already working in like IT somewhere, he he uh, decided to net send star like this computer will shut down in five seconds. Oh. Some, some dumb message, and of course all the machines like in a school or a college or whatever they're all named, and um, basically some dudes walked into the room, whispered something to the teacher, went and, like counted the computers out loud and said, "You come with us." And like that was it. He was kicked out. So like it's you know there's there's the right way to do things and there's the wrong way to do things. I'm not saying that this kid didn't try and do the right thing. I'm saying a lot of people just jump to the wrong thing first. Yeah, especially like when when people don't know about responsible disclosure or anything like that. You know, it's like just kids screwing around with stuff. Uh, it's very easy to fuck up and get yourself in trouble also easy to realize the scope of things that you're playing with for a few people it might be fun for some other people it might be a lot bigger yeah yeah absolutely especially uh, if they're not like uh if they're not fellow enthusiasts right like if they're just doing it work or sysadmin work because it pays the bills and they absolutely hate their job they might not have as much of a sense of humor about things as uh, as you. I think you may have described a, a pretty large number of the uh, school IT admins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like, did have you found that like any advertised school, like you know, educational IT work is very underpaid? Oh, yes. I think the whole schools, <laughs> at least yeah, in America, I, the whole school system's underpaid. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is like it's a publicly funded organization. I mean, you look at like nonprofit organizations, it's the same dude, the same deal. They have one IT dude and he's just not getting paid anything. Um, Shout out to uh, my IT admin though. Like, he gave me my first copy of BSD because like, I guess I was like talking about like hacking stuff at school. Yeah. He gave me a copy of like free BSD on CD and like changed my free life. Like, Oh yeah, no, I mean, same here. Like I, the, there's definitely a lot of those guys I've met that are kind of broken down, but, um, at my high school, uh, I remember getting pulled out of class because there was, uh, WordPress ransomware on the school website. Mm, that sweet. was an interesting problem, but it was a cool thing. Yeah. yeah I was lucky enough to have a really good, uh, teacher who, would tell me uh, to stop breaking things very nicely. Yeah, yeah, I got lucky with that as well. I got lucky too. I had a county that was very against these kind of things, but an IT admin who was cool enough to say, just like, just, you know, find me at lunch sometime, say what you want to say, and then we're done. Nothing happened. Yeah, that's one of the things that like, it just really kills me to see kids getting in trouble for this stuff because that would have been me, you know, if I hadn't had people around me that were uh, good enough to tell me what not to do. Yeah. yeah. I think it's different these days as well. Like, uh, exactly. like, I guess a lot of us are a bit older and when we're in high school, there was no cyber industry mm -hmm. unless mm -hmm. it was, you know, um, naked ladies. Um, <laughs> and now like people are a little bit more aware that it's a thing and you should like, you know, there are problems and, Every kid at school has a laptop, but like a lot of schools are a tablet or something, you know. Um, so the technology is more 
uh, ingrained, like those digital digital whiteboards and stuff like that as well. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, I feel like right. though a lot of schools like prior were, were really quick to implement stuff because it definitely saves time and energy for record keeping and as well as an audit trail. But I mean, the same things with every industry that is underfunded, usually publicly funded, that has to, to implement massive technology changes is that there's definitely going to be holes like that. And the problem is that the teachers at a school aren't going to understand what an SQL injection is. Like think about your history teacher, think about like your art teacher in school and imagine explaining what an SQL injection is. Or like- The IT know, guy probably doesn't. Session takeover, like the inter intricacies of like session takeover attack. Like those are things that people normally don't understand. And if you tell them in layman's terms, it means that I can look at your emails. Like <laughs> or it means that I can change the grades and that just instantly says, oh, well you're trying to change your grades, huh? And then, yeah, I see that exact thing playing out um so it's like it's tough that's that's some violent disclosure i mean that's literally what a lot of us have had to deal with from time to time and it's annoying and scary sometimes but i'm glad that he did it i hope he uh gets a job later once he finishes yeah yeah man i i'm glad he did it but i don't know if he's so glad about that right now yeah but i mean you know it takes time that the sort of thing to yeah. sort of understand it. But I mean, yeah. you put that on your resume. Hey, I hacked my whole school's thing after they wouldn't listen to me. That's definitely for a job. Well, I think, the uh, I think a certain person here actually wrote a small article on how to reword those skills and experiences. Yeah. yeah. Right. Also, another thing is, it's like, if the worst you do is get suspended for a few days, like, and you learn your lesson that way, it's a lot better than you know learning that out in the real yeah. world where there's real consequences. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's been a few people where the school district goes to the cops, and that is really ugly. Yeah. Hell yeah. I. I mean, it. So the the way I used to think about it is it. It's government, right? Like schools, largely. I know there's private schools, but largely schools are uh, are government owned or subsidized at least, and messing with government stuff just ain't a good idea in the least well i'm sure we all have anecdotes about schools forever um yeah we should probably move on to the next one before we yes. self a little more um, <laughs> so yeah so apple confirms a one million dollar reward for anyone who can hack an iphone um i'm not very impressed with this what do you guys think <laughs> I mean, there's some governments that'll pay a bit more. Yeah. Well, I mean, Zerodium, I'm looking at the chart right now. Uh, remote uh, remote jailbreak, zero click, like $2 million. Um, yeah. The $1 million bracket is uh, specifically for iPhone is an iMessage uh, remote code execution or and local privilege escalation. So, and I mean, the, we saw Project Zero, I guess, um, present those at Black Hat. Um, this week as well. So there was like five CVs that were all pretty horrendous. And one of those was like iMessage RCE. But I think yeah. multiple of them. Um, yeah. Yep. So that's one million. That's five, like, you know, let's, let's, let's estimate that at maybe like four and a half million dollars. Um, maybe more, maybe a lot more. And Apple are only paying like one million. I mean, to be fair, they're, they're, 
still significantly more competitive than a lot of other bounty programs are for that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, specifically, yeah. I don't know if this has been updated, but the IOS security guide at the on page 87 has the maximum payouts and like uh, secure boot FOMO components. Like this is another talk. It's also in our show notes uh, attacking the T2 security chip stuff. Um, the, the secure boot FOMO components, like 200,000 uh, extraction of confidential material by the secure enclave, 100K. Uh, execution of arbitrary code with kernel proof, 50k. Like, there's a couple of others, but that they're, they're not. That's not very competitive, in my opinion. But those numbers may right. be outdated with this new announcement. Well, and the idea of a bug bounty is not to be competitive with the black market necessarily. It, it's like a lot, probably a lot easier to deal with that one million dollars than it is to deal with the five million. Like, you have yeah. to figure out how to get that money into a form you can use it. Well, Zerodium is not really black market, but I mean, yeah, you're right. Well, uh, I mean, I think overall, like, it got the news because, like, yes, that is a very large number, but still, it yeah, probably I mean, should that... be a little larger. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I mean, it's definitely interesting, though, because I mean, that's that's a big step up from a lot of other places. That... Right. It, it, it's uh, a lot closer. A lot of places that say, uh, thanks, you give you a t shirt, or they uh, handle a lawsuit. So it's a bit better than that. Or they give you McDonald's uh, gift cards. Yes. Or a t-shirt and a lawsuit. <laughs> Who's the one that did the, <laughs> the McDonald's gift cards? I've never heard of that. <laughs> uh, McD- uh, I think it was Zeropon who uh, <laughs> got uh, a SQL injection on McDonald's Canada oh, website, and they offered him like $6 of McDonald's gift cards or something. I got I got a $10 Domino's for blind XSS. At Domino's, I'm I, assuming. I got to keep the uh, My Coke Rewards stuff after I found like a, um, a warmable um, persistent XSS in their um, <laughs> They just gave me another code, and they let me keep the one that I stole. <laughs> wait a minute they let you keep the one that you stole you said that's great oh yeah. i can't really talk more about it but not stole. Uh, yeah I, but, I love uh, the um research the just, oh yeah you discovered. get a soda thanks that's <laughs> yeah, i think that's like uh that's i'd rather have a t-shirt at that point <laughs> interesting to see like by monetary value of what you're getting what the lowest value bounty rewards oh, God. <laughs> the t-shirt thing well like has to be worth make... nothing but like just the lowest okay. yeah <laughs> i the think t- the coke might win yeah i think you might have won i don't know did you see that sunny t-shirt i got it was pretty bad that <laughs> <laughs> had to be at least manufactured i mean maybe there might have been some dude just like ironing on letters like <laughs> I think the person who found the way to read people's Discord DMs got $25 for it. <laughs> I don't think they took it, though. Forget. I'll have to ask them. I mean, um, oh, well, yeah, that $25 probably. for a bunch of stipulations. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, yeah I, uh, name and address bank info. I got offered, like, 500 bucks for a bug and uh, that was on a, a media, social media platform. And I was just like, no. Nah. I'll keep it. And then uh, some Russian turned it into a worm and it got patched anyway. And the worm got like seven people. So, well, 
just, they just burned the bug, and then I was like, oh, I probably should probably should have t- just like taken the five hundred. No. Thanks, Alex. This may be a good time to mention that there are bug bounty programs where you can just talk to them, and they might tell companies that without an existing program for you. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad to know that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those programs are not super old. It's a relatively recent motion. Um, so if you're so, doing disclosure outside of a book bounty, definitely do that. Yeah, they have a bigger legal team than you do. <laughs> Speaking of legal teams, GitHub sued for aiding in hacking in the Capital One breach. So this that was happened uh, last week. This is amazing. So Capital One, who is mad that somebody just looted their S3 buckets and other other assorted wares, um, blamed GitHub for just having the, the information on it. It was like blaming Facebook and someone makes a post about that they stole data. I don't know. It's, just, it's literally like the most backwards thing like I've ever seen. Like they like Capital One, there's people at Capital One that use GitHub. There are people that probably post like a lot of, I mean, they did. They post private information in Capital One on there. It's yeah. not GitHub's fault if you- Well, and they, they got a request to remove the data and they actually removed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like- But it, it it's just like mind blowing that like they would have the audacity to do that. Like if you expose millions of people's records, 106 million records. If you expose that and then you blame GitHub, uh, and try to it's, just, GitHub? it's even worse. Real quick, than, though, a... hold on. It just a uh, really important thing to clarify is that uh, the bank is not suing GitHub. There's just some rando that's suing GitHub. And the way the headline was written makes it really, really imply that uh, uh, Capital uh, One is suing them when they're not. So, oh, okay. yeah, just, yeah, yeah I know a lot of people think that Capital One suing GitHub, including me, until somebody finally uh, notified me that, hey, no, it's, it's some, some person. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, that's yes. Because, right? There's because... somebody who's trying to get money. It's the lawsuit made the claim that GitHub actively encourages friendly hacking. Right. And, wow. and <laughs> even, awesome even, that, even, even that, even that, <laughs> even that sentence alone if you say that sentence out loud, you think, yeah, okay, it had to be Capital One that uh, that launched this uh, lawsuit. But as far as I understand, uh, and, I, and I did try and read over it again, it looked to me like it definitely was somebody else suing them. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think it is. It, it would be funny if that one random was just like a manager somewhere. It, it would you be know, even funnier if it was actually Capital One. <laughs> This is this is post Microsoft GitHub, and they've already done stuff like you know uh, what country was it uh, the, in, enforcing U.S. Um, uh, international sanctions like on developers in in certain countries, like so they already like have and they now have a track record of actively blocking uh, things in line with U.S. law. So no, I, I just just, just over you know. Just glancing over the first part of this, I think it's actually against both Capital One and GitHub. Um, if you're just like the first paragraph looks mm-hmm. like that. I'm really I mean, gonna... no, no one's going to go for GitHub. They get the, like their lawyers are going to show up. And oh, yeah. No, nobody's going to get a, like it. This is 
almost, I, I think whenever something like this happens, a bunch of lawyers are like, oh, that's a, an opportunity to get a lot of money. Yeah. 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 Fail. But that article is pretty fail, I got to say, uh, because it, it does not make it clear at all. Uh, there's, yeah. I think, one sentence, maybe two that say it's uh, it's somebody else. But largely that article is is written, in my opinion, to imply that uh, Capital One's making the lawsuit, which. Yeah, that was the news though, that I, I, I read the thing and when I glanced over it really and kind of more relied on other commentary because I didn't read as much into it as well, I probably should have. Well, uh, yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. Like that. is the Even uh, really pretty well-respected Twitter accounts and respected people online were uh, were had commentary on it uh, saying, screw Capital One, what the hell are they thinking? And then, you know, that, that makes it even worse to try and sift through that and, and start getting to the truth. But uh, the whole thing just really i don't know it's a I know. it's a twitter stupid... has a lot of hot takes yes like a lot of hot takes those steaming and, uh, piles of hot takes so spicy <laughs> dumpster fire. and it also doesn't have any sort of edit function yeah terrible delete it somebody was talking directly to jack and i forget who it was but he act they actually said uh edit function and it was like a public thing I think it was on a uh, TV interview or some quick thing, but they were like, yeah, edit function. I, we all want it. And like directly confronted them about it. You guys think it'll ever happen? No. Because people no, especially with, well, and especially with all of the, all of the pushback from Twitter, it would look really bad uh, if they just pulled it. Yeah, it. I mean, it's the same thing as like when people say it's some inflammatory stuff, and then people reply is like, "Oh, you're wrong," and then they change it to something like super benign. Yeah, like, that what happens with that stuff? Yeah. I mean, I like the way most things do it, where they then add a edited sign. Yeah, one of the things that I like is um, like GitHub started doing it for comments as well, where you can see past revisions of of a post. You know, actually, come to think of it, uh, so on my account, I have it signed up for uh, beta features, and occasionally they'll like they'll put some feature on my account that just fucking really yeah. blows. But I actually now I'm thinking about it. They actually did have um, their version of an edit button for a little bit, and maybe this was actually for everybody. And I'm just thinking I'm special, but there was the thing with the said, beta branch. There's a thing where it said, in real small writing, there have been updates to this tweet or updates to this story. Please see something. And I, maybe it was only for reporters. Maybe I am just totally like, making this up. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, could I, you do, imagine if Trump could edit his tweets? Uh, I don't <laughs> think he would do it. Unless it was to correct the spelling of the word uh, been fat pig or defamatory. whatever defamatory thing he wants to say against somebody. People have been uh, scraping that type of Twitter account for years and years. So there's not a, not much of a chance that that would really, I don't know, 
Although I guess at the same time, the main audience that he's reaching are people following him, not people looking at other stuff. So uh, we should really move on to the next one before we get too off traffic off uh, topic. Um, a Canon DSLR camera infected with ransomware over the air. This is really cool. I think. I mean, it sucks if you have a camera taker. Picture taker, sorry, camera haver. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't even know about this. There's a picture to picture transfer protocol uh, in Canon cameras that you can use to transfer pictures. And there is a bunch of buffer overflows that were found in it, uh, five to be that or be like correct. Um, where, I mean, I don't even know. I like people are looking at buffer overflows in cameras. Um, it's pretty dope, but I guess they people have found um, ways to inject arbitrary code into these cameras um, through this protocol. And well, it was also. So that they also reverse engineered the keys for uh, verifying the firmware updates, so you could sign mm -hmm. your own firmware. Yes. Nice. Wh whoever the douchebag so is that made ransomware, though, like people take photographs that, like, when you're taking a photograph, you're taking it because it's something special to you, and yeah. uh, specifically or go I, after I, the that. The thing I thought of was immediately uh china or any other people that want to curb journalists um uh, camera yeah that's a good point so if you can load custom firmware i think doom needs to happen yeah or like imagine that you're sitting outside of like some like famous person's wedding or whatnot right and then you could use that for like uh you know steal probably you probably steal photos or you know all that stuff from other people yeah there's like, a lot of a lot of these cameras are wi-fi enabled especially for like the remote controls and some of the some of the remote displays so i would not doubt for a second that there's uh wi-fi uh air over the air exploits uh just waiting to be found Oh yeah, and we'll talk about that a little bit later um, for some chips or some. Actually, that's the next story as well um, about some vulnerabilities in Wi-Fi as well as in the Qualcomm chips. Um, Yuck. The, uh, the dragon blood. Yeah, was it you who shared this one? Uh, yeah, I think I might have found this somewhere. The funny thing was, this was released right before DEF CON. Which, if anything, was just perfect timing. Yeah. Um, I, is anybody using, like, I'm not using WPA3. I don't have WPA3 enabled devices yet. Are there a mm -hmm. lot of WPA3 supported stuff? I mean, I'm I sure there's like a $700 router well, somewhere. Is but... it still in spec? Or did they actually launch it? I thought it was still in spec phases. Yeah, I think it might be because I've never, like, I've been to electronic stores like Fry's lately. I uh, have not the seen The top of my head, I, I thought I remembered Wiggle having some WPA3 entry. Uh, maybe. I remember the last Wiggle. round of, uh, the last round of this kind of bug against WPA3 was before it was released. I'm not sure if it's been released since then. Yeah. So this is like uh, 882.11.8x, right? Um, yeah, Wiggle has two entries for WPA3. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you have to have a scanning device for it, right? 
W-I-G-L-E? Is that what you're talking yes. about? Yes, WiggleNet. Yeah. It's the war driving oh, app. They probably just spoofed it, though, you think? Either that or, probably. you know what? Well, I mean, I like, ha- WPA2, actually... there's 377 million. WPA3, two. So I oh. have noticed well, I mean, that I guess Wiggle you could, some... like, if you had a, a device that was capable of capturing it, I don't know, if, would it be backwards compatible or not? So, so I have long story noticed short, no, it's not developers... well to the general public. Developers but, that work on this yeah. kind of stuff, actually, you can find people that work on, say, Femtocell or just cell networks in general. You can find them. You can find developers that work on WPA3, which is actually what you may have found. <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes they do that work at their home, or that might actually be a building, but... If you look up the address, I remember specifically one time finding somebody that was definitely running a test cellular network, and uh, they were living in a in a pretty well-known tech uh, tech laden <laughs> worker neighborhood. <laughs> nice, pretty interesting oh, stuff. Yeah. Um, there's something too that just got brought up. I forgot to put in the show notes as well. I'm going to share it in, um, stream chat as well as in zoom chat. Um, this was this, uh, urgent 11 that was put out. Um, oh, it yeah. was a series of, uh, of vulnerabilities in BX works, which is an RTOS for SCADA and ICS and a bunch of other really important equipment and, um, and a bunch of stuff. Um, but so basically, there's there's like a bunch of CVEs. There's uh there's 11 CVEs that were found uh, or that were assigned, and previously there was only 13 CVEs in the 32 year history of VxWorks. So we doubled the amount of public vulnerabilities for it, and they're all buffer overflows. They're all um, ways that you can inject um, arbitrary code into packets. Um, you know, bypass firewalls like. There's literally some different, really, really important. Like, there's a lot of really important stuff that is affected by really, really like almost trivial attack vectors at this point. Um, they have like POCs and stuff in the white paper. I would urge you to check it out. And if you have anything that uses um, any of these platforms or any of these devices, <laughs> um, definitely patch as soon as possible because it's going to get bad. Did you? And also, you said there's POCs the in that. What? In the white, you said there's POCs in the white paper? Uh, well, they explain like right, vaguely how to do it. They also have POC videos as well. Uh, POC video, you said? Yeah. Okay. But so I guess what I'm getting at is there's no active uh, POC or, well, something that's you, you, soon going to be so a Metasploit with module. What you, what you are given, with what you were given in here, it would not be difficult to write your own. It, it, t- it tells you exactly where, which flags in the IP packet set to cause the overflows to happen. Um, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I wanted to, to clarify that. There's um, no actual like, exploit GPTFC that I've seen. Yeah, we actually had that in the show notes like uh, a couple of weeks ago, or whenever it was like first released. We like glazed yeah, over it. Yeah, okay. Then, like, no, details were, uh, no details were like really released. And uh, I remember seeing it after the show and going like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was, I was going to mention, I dropped it into the, the note list we have internally. And I thought, like, we talked about it. And I was like, hmm, thought it was a little bad, whatever. 
it's like horrible. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's pretty it's really bad. If you have a fucking Sonic Wall firewall, which how many people have that on their corporate networks? Um, you can take over the firewall. You can do a lot of things with it. So oh, um, wow. I definitely cool. expect to see quite a few um, bits of malware using this. Um, what's cool though is they do have um, some some rules for detecting it. So definitely uh, take a look at that when you have a chance. Oh shit! Shouts out to Dave. Oh, by the way, in the chat, just nice hanging out. <laughs> Had a lot of fun. Um, oh, so this uh, next one here, this reverse RDP attack that enables guests to host escape in Hyper-V. Um, who knew that Hyper-V was based largely on um, RDP for managing... Wait, for managing what? Like sessions to the... Connecting to the whatever VM. Basically, oh, somebody right. demonstrated that you can use RDP functionalities um, and RDP exploits to escape from the VM. Wasn't there a, uh, a secondary pre-op RDP uh, RCE that was dropped recently? I don't recall, but I don't, I don't doubt it. Uh, it. If you're talking about the, there was four bugs that are being called Blue Keep-esque or Blue Keep-like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know. And, you know, they've got the word wormable attached. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I put a, a link out. No one's got a worm yet, so yeah. The I believe the current Twitter name for these is Teja Blue. Oh, I heard uh, Electric Blue Keep Blue. Well, it has a logo and branding, so you know it's important. Right. <laughs> awesome. Um, this reverse RDP stuff. Are we talking about? So you RDP like it's using the RDP protocol. You attach to the Hyper-V guest. And you get, and then it breaks out to the host that you're RDPing from, right? Yep. Well, you, not can, RDPing um, from. you can do uh, clip, clipboard hijacking and pass reversal. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. A clipboard <laughs> and, and what? Path some reverser? Path traversal. Oh, path traversal. Yeah. Duh. Obviously, that makes a lot more sense than uh, what was going through my ears. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so basically the tech scenarios are, you know, clipboard hijacking, which is always cool, um, but patch reversal to write arbitrary files to the host machine, um, those are definitely things that are possible through this vector. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Um, <laughs> have fun at anybody who manages anything with Hyper-V. I do not. I disable that shit because I need to use VirtualBox. Uh, but there's a lot of VirtualBox and like VMware bugs that come around as well. Like, I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying that when I have, the one time I had to use Windows to do any virtualization stuff, uh, I just turn it off. It was too complicated. It wasn't even complicated, it was just annoying. Couldn't do any other virtualization without disabling Hyper-V first. Yeah. Um, hell yeah, wormable, wormable baby. Um, Shout out to uh, <laughs> Trevor for the bits. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. Trevor, but, forget. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, shout out to everybody that's wormed uh, Blue Cube. <laughs> Nothing. There's POCs and everything. All you gotta do is. It's the uh, somebody dropped a public RCE. Yeah. I know that there's a really. I think so. It's in it's in Immunity Canvas. 
Like it's a yeah. Yeah, no, it, no, but it's not a. That, that's still not really public, though. I, I mean, mean you, you can get your hands on products that you have to pay yeah. for. I mean, but also like the kind of person that's gonna that's gonna do a worm with that may not be the kind of person that buys whatever product. I mean, yeah, but they could game definitely game be the person who yeah, could hack their way in to owning that product in some some manner or fashion. Someone gave Rapid <laughs> like, Seven a Metasploit module for it. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's dropping a little while. But yeah, they could just wait a few months until you know Rapid Seven or until the Metasploit module comes out or something else public comes out. Did uh, I mean, Rapid it's all about, like if they're gonna worm it and they're gonna make like if, if a cyber criminal was to attempt to make money off it, you would assume that they wouldn't have a problem investing and get a return on investment with said worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was thinking. Uh, well, and it's interesting because WannaCry was a nation state thing, right? Presumably. Presumably. Um, there's some potential ambiguity there, but, uh, you know, to a certain degree, uh, there, there's some pretty good chance that it was a nation state thing. So I'm wondering if, like, if there's a lot of black hats who don't want to have that kind of attention for making a big worm like that. You know, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the people that, uh, I guess, to quote black hats that are uh, going to be doing a worm like that don't really have a lot of foresight to do risk evaluation. <laughs> so right, but it, take, it does take a lot of foresight to go break into whatever immunity and take that exploit and then weaponize that. I well, feel but, like. uh, a lot of, uh, it, like maybe I'm just mis not understanding canvases, uh, availability. It, is it like almost impossible to get your hands on? It seems like it's just a couple, like it's a, it comes down to money. Yeah. I mean, like companies purchase it to do work. So like, like a, you know, it's a tool that they buy. Like they like, like your company buys a boat. If you look at a professional burp license, it's not cheap, yeah. but companies make money off it. So they buy it. Right. Yeah. But is it the kind of thing where you need to reach out to them and contact them for that? You leave a big paper trail as soon as you do that. Right, but I mean, like you can, like you can target somebody who's already bought it if you want to acquire. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. True. There's, you, you there's a million ways. Yeah, you don't want to go after the company who made it. I mean, that's please take me to jail kind of thinking. Uh, going yeah. after immunity would be a really interesting route of trying to get your hands on it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Although at that point, like you've already gone through so many different steps to get access to it, you might as well as. Just fucking reverse engineer it yourself. <laughs> I mean, right. hell, if you yeah. have access to immunities internal network, uh, I think you just stay quiet and have uh, some interesting insight into things. But then again, <laughs> I'm also not the type of person to do it. But I like that. <laughs> Thanks for the bits, guys. Thank you. I hey, love uh, going up. You, hey, if you, um, you want to send me that widget, by the way, for the uh, the thank you bits thing, uh, I'll I'll pop that. Oh up on the screen. yeah, um, well, I gotta find it. Okay, <laughs> take your time. Well, it's no big me. deal. We can just keep shouting them out manually. Do you do you want to go on to the next topic, or not the next topic? Two topics down from this about injection flaws in big IP load balances. I thought this is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Scary. Um, so yeah, there's um, there's a the new right here. Anybody doesn't have this. Um, this is like the, the 
it's a short write-up, but you can read the full blog post in here. There's um, basically, if anybody's used uh, load balancers, F5 or any other um, big IP load balancers, um, if you have to write any I rules um, at all for any routing stuff, um, they're written in Tickle, TCL. Uh, and apparently, uh, load balancers just, um, they have some sanitization issues. Um, and you can actually inject um, your own code into certain vulnerable I rules. Now, the problem is that it's not necessarily something that you would know right off the bat. I mean, you could test for it, obviously, the same that you would test for, like, say, um, like uh, shell shock or something where you have like a test, you know, payload of injection, but you wouldn't really know right off the bat because it's a lot of these are custom I rules. Um, and so basically, larger organizations that are using these are going to have to audit their own uh, code to make sure that they are using best practices because you could pretty much put a payload anywhere that would potentially be parsing data and uh, trigger some sort of something, RCE. So um, I, haven't, I haven't written Tickle in like some time, but I have written it professionally and uh, from what I remember, like everything is a string. So there must be like, there has to be like companies out there that are just like using straight eval type techniques. Yep. That's um, exactly what this is. Because it's not, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing inherently broken in the language. Um, nope. And it's actually a really like for doing like tickle expect is actually quite nice. If you want to automate like uh, telnet sessions and stuff, it's, it's yeah. really cool. Um, no, I love expect. Yeah. It's, it's totally, like it's really cool but um i guess somebody just you know when you maybe they weren't told it was exactly tickle uh and they went ahead and just wrote what they like companies writing what they think are like firewall rules or like load balancing rules or whatever mm -hmm. um and just not having the foresight to think that hey this might actually be uh executable or whatever you know injectable yeah but it's definitely a, it's an interesting thing. It's something that when I get back to work, I'll play around with too. Um, but this, yeah, it's definitely a, a something that if you do work for a larger organization and you do deal with load balancing, um, you know, it might be uh, time to brush off um, some very old <laughs> tickle uh, um, tutorials and potentially uh, save your company from getting injected with something that shuts down your load balancer. If you do want to. Um find something to like a project to play around with tickle though um choose anything except egg drop like don't egg drop is a bad example of tickle and you'll you'll get a bad taste in your mouth for it wait what so egg drop scripting like irc oh, ones, egg drop. Uh, oh yeah, egg, yes. egg drop used tickle as its scripting um interface and it was like the worst <laughs> example of tickle like it's the, it's a very unpleasant experience can I get um, a? Can I get some people in chat to write uh, the letter A or something like that? If uh, they had no idea what Tickle was, but do absolutely know what TCL programming language is, because this whole this whole conversation, <laughs> I, I was like, man, I don't know what the fucking hell T Tickle is, but oh well, yeah, let me listen to this. <laughs> Tickle's a good language. I always, yeah, I always say TCL. That's too funny. Good. Just yeah. because I feel like it's something that really you'd rather not speak. Was that? 
the people would rather not speak it. Yeah, yeah. I want to well, admit I mean, that you're coding in it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I want to say somebody put an X in the chat. If you run, if your preferred shell of choice is like, like Tickle Shell, does anybody listening out there? Well, like maybe add us on on Twitter or something. If if you if TCLSH is your go to, go to. Can you imagine? <laughs> I want to. Somebody's is a Python interpreter. Let <laughs> 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 just yeah, run everything. I Python's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> not one, not one. I, there uh, can't everybody. be. Uh, like what it, so tickled that was popular like ninety yeah. nine. Keep in mind this is a public chat, so like it's basically a you know incredibly embarrassing moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you write that you yeah, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah, nobody's gonna admit that. <laughs> it's one of the worst things uh, you could admit. Um, yo, so the next story that we have on here is pretty cool too. So this is uh Android Qualcomm chip vulnerabilities. Um, so I didn't read too much into the actual um, blog post about it. I kind of summarized it, but the um, vulnerabilities for these Qualcomm chips are um, buffer overflows in um, Qualcomm WLAN firmware, um, and another buffer overflow in that firmware as well, and then uh, a vulnerability in the way that the modem communicates with the Linux kernel driver for Android um, that can be exploited and it can overwrite parts of the Linux kernel running on the OS mm. over Wi-Fi. Great. By sending some malicious packets. Uh, do we have a, there was a, a link that went with this as well. Is this in the show notes? There's like an in-depth. Yep. Is that not a good read? Yeah, okay. So if you're interested in this one, exploiting like actually the, the second last thing on Goodreads, exploiting the Qualcomm WLAN um, modem over the air. Ooh. Uh, that has all the details you want. Uh, there's some nice research out of China, I believe. Wow. Yeah. So I, uh, one of the things I, yeah, I, th I think the thug card account retweeted it, but I, I currently have in my possession, uh, Tesla and I, I definitely wanted to throw a few things at it just to, oh, yeah. just to see if I can do anything <laughs> funny. I actually turned on uh, I turned on some of the features from our kiosk mode thing that Thug Crowd has uh, at thu.gg, and uh, a lot of them work on the uh, on the browser. That's awesome. Yeah, I turned on location uh, tracking, so I, I'm curious to know if it worked. If you can track me. Um, there's no actual, it's just geolocation in the browser. Um, yeah. it's just a DNS redirect to the crowd. We don't have any logs on that. Um, I still think that, uh, doing a WebRTC stunt would be super interesting. Yeah, it would do be. It up. Yeah. If, if you want to do a private one that only I know the link to, uh, do it up. I'm more than happy to mess with that this week. I have it for, uh, yeah. I have it for a week. Oh yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'll just go over real quick too. So THU. Thug is a short link to Thug Crowd kiosk mode, um, where if you are somebody who likes to break out of kiosks and POS systems and other embedded uh, computers, basically, um, and you want somewhere to point that browser to and you escape from it finally, 
Um, there's a bunch of fun links as well as it tells you the user agent, your IP, and does geolocation as well. It does some browser tests basically um, and gives you access to Neon Cat and uh, special Rick Roll acoustic version, the official Rick Astley version, and a bunch of other um, fun things. Fake uh, the, the Bug Crowd ransomware notes from a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um, all those things are all on there. So if you want to have any fun, if you have any suggestions, you can tweet them at Bug Crowd. Um, we were also thinking about making a public repo of a page similar to it. We didn't want to host one that would be malicious, but I don't know. If you have pen testing needs and you want to add specific things to it, go for it. But we do not want to, uh, we don't want anything destructive or malicious. Um, we don't want, we want to be the number one distributors of kiosk and POS malware. That's for the Russians. <laughs> do that anymore. Uh, uh, <laughs> just one thing though, uh, your, your mic actually cut out exactly when you were saying the url so let me just say it real quick one more time it's thug with two g's t-h-u dot g-g and mg if you're listening i sent you the zoom link on uh on the thing on the thing on the thing and it's you in the avian carrier there's mg what's up dude mg he doesn't have a microphone though (gasps) classic mg He's coming though. He's coming. Everyone get ready. <laughs> get his audio set up. Um Hi friend, your cable's awesome. So uh he's not on yet. LMG's arriving. Uh what's this this NVIDIA one? Is this more bugs after a week, two weeks ago? I'm not sure. This was posted. This, I just threw this in there because this was already people were talking about it before. Um, it was just a vulnerability in different display drivers. Um, yeah, there was Privesk, uh, like kernel, like into you know kernel uh, land because you're like it's literally your display driver. Yeah. Um, arbitrary code execution. So I love malicious data. Which one? It just says like, or specially crafted shader. It's just like I don't know, just thinking about like a malicious oh. like just like, shader. Oh yeah, track a lot of stuff we you could do with shaders. Mm. Sure. <laughs> that was a big like, problem like a while ago with browser. Standby. I do it. Come on, Bean. Yeah, like like. Oh, hey, there you what's go. up, MG? MG. MG. Sorry, I didn't realize it was unmuted. Oh, oh. you're good. Uh, what, uh, are you doing anything fun over the weekend or anything interesting or just kind of like a same old, same old? <laughs> you there? Uh-oh. Who are we talking to? I was talking to you, MG. Oh, uh, oh, what did I do over the weekend? Uh, uh was it I guess anything it was fun or just, just hanging out? <laughs> Wait, no, no, you didn't hear him. He said he was talking to you. <laughs> Which you? Uh, MG, I, I MG I'm uh, talking to you. Did you do anything interesting over the weekend, or was it just kind of like a boring weekend, not doing anything? I don't think I slept. It was a very, <laughs> very active 10-day window of time in the horrific location known as Vegas. Um, I think we called I that a month. Sleep. 10 days? Yeah. 10 days uh, is a yeah. Month. That's pretty good. I guess it is. But, uh, I don't know where we're on the show, and I don't want I want to uh, interrupt. So I'll, I'll continue doing, listening right? along. Oh, and, yeah, we're uh, going to chime in. 
the DEFCON part in a second, I guess. Just kind of do all that. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so any other news that we want to cover before we just get into that? Because we um, might as well just start talking about it because we have a lot to say, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Worshipping cool. real quickly, lol, please send us all of your, like, Wi-Fi pineapples. Like, send them to the IT departments. They need free ones. I think it's stupid. Um Wait, what? Time AI, we talk uh, the war shipping where people were sending like malicious like Dropboxes <laughs> basically in the mail. Like, yeah. send me your malicious Dropbox. Like, I want it. <laughs> like, I'll take it free. Free pineapple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, not a the, good, not a good plan. The thing is, vendors, uh, vendors are so thirsty that they will send you crap like that. Um, so it's not uncommon to get like toys and things like my five pineapples and stuff it shouldn't like be that. plugged in though what you know you have a problem when they're plugged in though that's the yeah they're like shipping them with batteries and stuff like <laughs> it's a it's that's a malicious awesome. thing yeah they're shipping them so that no, no, no. when uh, they was... have local access yeah yeah, yeah you, you oh. don't even need to open the box man they're good yeah. yeah, it's to be in the office. <laughs> yeah, I, the only point I was trying to make is just it's it's not even an uncommon of a thing, so it wouldn't yeah. even come off as suspicious. Uh, well, and it's like not like the in most companies, the mailroom people are not. Oh, this box has something suspicious in it. Let me take a look. You know, I've <laughs> yeah, seen I mean, signals coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you uh, figure out an employee that recently left. Ship it to their name because the company can't open it and they'll just kind of have to hang on to it for a while. Or, you know, uh, ship it while everybody's at DEF CON. Yeah, that'll work too. <laughs> uh, cool. What else have we got? I think, all right. So, the last thing that I think we should talk about just really quickly to um, segue into our, our next uh, DEF CON craziness is that uh, the B- British police are threatening, pros- threatening prosecution for anyone caught mocking a drug dealer's haircut. Um, Wait, what? So what? this guy, basically, the police put his photo up on social media and everyone just started making fun of the dude's haircut. They were like, yeah, police are combing the area. And, um, <laughs> a bunch of, like, such a bad pun, but it's such a great pun. <laughs> yeah, like just like a bunch of... Uh, it's basically just trolling this this criminal dude and uh, police are like, Yo, what? Stop. Um or we're going to yeah. arrest you? That seems a little so, excessive. Like, think about how many times that's happened and it's also worked out for the person. Like that guy with the big neck that everyone was making fun of. Like, got like a rap He's on like world star hip hop. <laughs> like he, him and the guy with the long neck. Yeah, those are like, and then the other guy that really like the, what's it called? The, the most beautiful convict or whatever. That guy oh, with like yeah. modeling contract after his mud- <laughs> to people like, i don't i don't get it like just like did you see the uh, one guy who was getting a fade oh. at the barber and they had this huge gap in it and then they captioned it with a world war ii screenshot and it said that his head looks like a trench oh yeah uh-huh. i think that the, 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 like if they're going to post people's full face and the stupid ass crime that they got caught doing i don't know like that's just that's like what the internet's for people are just so, doing what yeah, how about, they, how about they fucking start posting your pictures? Or make yourself look special before you get arrested, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, if they have that big of an issue with it, maybe they should stop posting people's pictures. Yeah. 
I mean, wasn't there a whole website dedicated to like beautiful people who had mugshots? I think there, there is a whole website. Yeah, I think they got. There's a couple of those that were shut down due to like some what? weird leak reasons. Making fun of their haircuts, they got. No, no, it was not making fun. <laughs> like there was a few websites that were like hosting mugshots for certain things. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff, but they, they, that information becomes public, and it just becomes public really quickly. I just feel like it's not an enforceable thing. I mean, it's cool, I guess, they're trying to like protect people's privacy, but at the same time, you're posting yeah, the same address, date of birth, where they lived, uh, past crimes. That's a lot of info about somebody to post publicly. So I read through the article. This is to protect their privacy, supposedly? <laughs> oh, man, I don't oh, know. Oh, that's it. Jesus, what's wrong with the British? Uh, no, okay. I'm well. just like one of the things I've noticed in the news. Uh, I get like the not the security news, like the regular people news, is there's been a lot of debate over trolling on Facebook, and there's been a lot of people that have vo- been very vocal, like you know guests on on breakfast shows and stuff, um, saying that like even on, like like Ellen and what's that what's that one where women sit around the table and talk the view the chat yeah the view yeah Yeah. the view and they (laughs) they were like i can't remember where i saw it but they were like like on youtube was and they're like trolls should be arrested and stuff it's like what are you gonna do like it's trolling you know the craziest part about that too is the people that are the most vocal about that are typically um actors and people that are famous and Obviously, they get trolled way more than the average person, but to to advocate for arresting because of trolling, <laughs> unless it's harassment kind of trolling, which there is yeah. a line, unless it's like that, then you just need to maybe not be on Twitter or whatever publicly. I think if somebody sends you a message, like a DM and says like, you are trash at what you do die like you just gotta read it and go like lol excuse you that's grounds for arrest like who who are you like yeah well it's like when the time when uh myspace tom was like oh how's it feel like fucking da 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 he's like i sold myspace for millions of dollars and you're a fucking egg on twitter so (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny actually yeah, I mean, it's definitely like trolling has definitely been weaponized um, and people go really far with stuff. That's what leads to swatting and other bullshit like that. Uh, but definitely think that people, I don't know, people, I, I feel like people just, some, some people weren't ready for the internet. Um, yeah, I think society is going to need to adjust. I know that schools have a big deal about cyberbullying and I think, you know, the whole it's really if somebody if somebody starts trolling, a lot of people just like jump in and throw their comments in as oh, well. Yeah. It, yeah. it builds up really quickly. They're usually not funny either. No, yeah, and it's true. I think that should be really a crime. If you have a yeah. comeback, you should go to jail. Yeah. If I, your I jokes you need, suck, like... you go to jail. <laughs> and you get a fine. Yeah, you have to have drilled witty be done well. Like you if you're gonna you have to re- be real subtle. And like you know, use the art of the troll, not just be like, "You suck." Like that's not very good. Don't do that. Don't. Yeah, I think it should be illegal if it's not funny. I think that's a good. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the hair or the, uh, the police combing 
thing. So uh, that person. That's a really that was a good joke. Yeah, nobody got hurt there. That was good. <laughs> nobody should be arrested for that joke. That bad joke. Oh, Alternatively, man. there are jokes people should get arrested for. That's like Adam Sandler. Clear. Anything Adam Sandler does basically should be oh, arrested. Right. Straight to jail. This was a crime. That, every scene <laughs> in that movie was a crime. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have a ton of good reads, though, everybody here. We have a ton of cool projects. Um, we have a ton of cool cheat codes. And we have a ton of Safari stuff. So everybody who is in here who listens to Crowd, please check out this um, show notes page because oh, there's man. a lot of cool stuff here. And if you have anything, like we say, uh, tag us, CC Thugcrowd on Twitter, and we can review it and add it to our notes. If you have any cool projects you want to shout out to, Sam, um, or if you find anything really weird on the internet, share it. Well, unless it's too weird. You know what I mean uh, by that. Well, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. If anybody's using kind of weird. Uh, in a security, like if you're a security guy at a company that uses Kubernetes, or a security person, sorry, at a, at a company using Kubernetes, there is a Kubernetes audit repo in the projects that is very interesting and very long, um, and you should probably look at it uh, I mean, emergent technologies stay on top. <laughs> hey, did you guys? Um, uh, so, did you guys want to take a break before we go into the next part, or just keep going on? I mean, we could take like a, maybe like a four or five minute break. All right, let's do it. Okay. But then we can just come back and start talking about DefCon. Still want to hear more about MG stuff as well if he's still here. And oh, yeah. Oh yeah. We'll guess yeah. we'll be back in. A- all right, sounds good. Uh, 300 seconds, we'll no see longer, you guys no less. A little bit. Probably a little longer or less. A little bit. We'll play it by ear. All right, we'll be back, guys. Awesome. Yeah.